Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph and you are listening to episode 99, How to Use Crystals. Now we had episodes in the first season right near the beginning talking about crystals and we went over sort of how they work, how to cleanse and charge them, uh, the different shapes that you can have, and then just like touched a little bit on how to use them. And then we also had an episode of the top 10 like most useful crystals and ones that we loved in particular. So this episode is to go along with that, but go a little more into depth about how specifically to use crystals, because I think a lot of witches just collect them and don't actually put them to use, which is perfectly fine. If you just think they're pretty and want to have them around, um, you do you. Not everyone is interested in using crystals for their energetic properties. I know plenty of non-witches who have found really pretty large chunks of certain crystals. It's usually amethyst that they find at home goods stores. I've seen them at, um, anthropology, I think at home goods themselves, and use those at as decor in their homes without ever tapping into those energetic properties. But I personally believe in being able to use crystals to you know help you manifest your desired outcomes. I am a big fan of crystals. It's probably one of my most used tools within my practice, uh, mostly small tumbled crystals but crystals of any size. And I find that I really connect with them well and they direct energy and hold energy really well. So I wanted to do an episode completely dedicated to the different ways that you can actually make them useful rather than just collect them. So I have 10 different specific ways that you could add to your witchy repertoire. And the first is to display them. Yes, which I just said, um, besides displaying them, but I mean displaying them for a purpose. They are, you know, beautiful pieces to just work as decor, but they come in so many shapes and sizes and that makes the larger ones popular for this. But certain crystals are known for their specific peaceful and healing properties. So those are the ones really to look for if you are going to display them in your home. Because anything that has peace or healing would be ideal for displaying near doors and living rooms because they will cleanse the energy of any guests that come into your home, whether they are witches or not. And it can also collect any negative energy that you yourself gather throughout the day. Whenever you go out and interact with other people, go to your job, go to the grocery store, you are often collecting the energies of the people around you. And if you can keep a crystal somewhere near the door that you come in, that can help cleanse all of that energy um, that you don't want to bring into your home. So you could leave it on top of a door frame or on a table near your door. That's what I do. I have uh, a salt bowl that is up on YouTube or Patreon someplace. And I use those salt bowls near the door as protection and cleansing. And it has crystals in it that help cleanse those energies as soon as somebody comes through the door. So not only are those bigger pieces great for just tabletop decor, you can leave it right in the middle of your dining room table. You can also specifically pick one that has the properties of cleansing and giving peaceful and healing energy to everyone that walks into your space, including yourself. They also make great display pieces on altars. 
for specific intentions because a manifestation altar doesn't have to look like a traditional working altar. So working altars often have very many candles and crystals and herbs, everything that you kind of need to bring a spell together. But there are also manifestation altars that are dedicated to one specific manifestation or intention that you're working on at that time. I shared over on Patreon what is considered like my beauty altar, and that would be a manifestation for glamour magic where I keep my makeup and tools. So I'm a little more intentional in the mornings when I put that on as my glamour magic. And I also have rose quartz that just sits there. That's its spot for it um, to help manifest those self-love, you know, glamour intentions. So you can use crystals anywhere that you're making a dedicated space to manifest something. If you are trying to manifest maybe career goals or specifically making money within your career, then citrine or pyrite sitting on your desk would be a great example of displaying it as sort of a low-key manifestation altar and still putting those crystals to use. A similar way to use them is to incorporate crystals into your religious or spiritual practice. So similar to displaying them in general in your home, many witches specifically use their crystals as altar pieces. So like I just said, there's many different types of altars and those different crystals can be useful for different purposes or intentions. And in your religious or spiritual practice, you can specifically pick and display stones that correspond to the deity that you are working with or in general using obsidian or lapis lazuli on an ancestor altar. Those are things that are, you know, stones that are considered um easier to work with ancestors through and amplify the energies of, you know, contacting the spirit world. So there are different associations for ancestors, spirits, and deities. And almost every deity has a corresponding um, crystal that you can use as a representation uh, on your religious or spiritual altar. Another way to use crystals is to use the larger pieces as tools themselves. So the larger pieces are the ones that usually get left sitting on a shelf that are beautiful to look at, but don't get used as much. But they are great as being, for being used as tools themselves. Crystals are really great conductors of energy, so they are often used as wands. And you would use them like any other wooden wand, but witches can sometimes fall into the trap that only that wands can only be wooden, and that's just not the case. There was in, uh, I think it was the Maybon box that you might have seen on Instagram, or if you have it, there was a selenite wand in that that comes to a point at the end that it can be used just like any other wand, and it directs your energy outward. And like a wand, you can then use these points, they can be as big as small as you want if it comes to a point at the end, to direct energy, which is often really helpful for use in healing, specifically on dolls or poppets. So you would make a poppet of yourself or the person that you are trying to heal, say um, your friend has a really bad sprained ankle, um, using a poppet to represent them, you would direct energy through a crystal point um, directly pointed on the ankle of the doll that represents them as a method of healing. And you can use a clear quartz or you can use a specifically healing stone in order to do that. That's a great way to use some of those larger pieces. And of course, probably the most well-known example of this is the sphere shapes that are useful for scrying, which is the traditional crystal ball. It doesn't have to be clear quartz. It often is. Um, I have a uh, obsidian one that's just all black, 
but crystal balls are very popular. And I have talked about scrying on this podcast before, but it's where you stare at the surface of the ball um, and go into sort of a trance-like state until images start to come to you on the surface. And there are also something that are known as sheets, crystal sheets. There's like a flat piece, uh, obsidian usually, but there are other kinds. And that can be used for scrying as well, the same way that you would use um, a black mirror or watered surface. Another way to use crystals that is probably one of the most popular is to wear them or otherwise use them as charms, whether that's just carrying it on your person someplace or actually wearing them. And this is one of the most popular uses for the small tumbled stones because charms are items that already have energies and associations attached. So by wearing or otherwise carrying the crystals as charms, you can draw on that energy to manifest what you want in your life day to day. You can go ahead and cleanse the stone of any energy that will interfere and then charge it with your specific intention. A lot of people will carry citrine, for example, in their wallets uh, because that attracts money. Uh, A lot of people, myself included, will carry tiger's eye in their car because that is for protection for travelers. Many witches who suffer from anxiety will carry an amethyst in their purse or place it on their desk at work as sort of a calming stone. And of course, you can specifically buy crystal jewelry. So this is really helpful if you are in the broom closet because crystal jewelry is very popular as long as you are getting you know, actual crystal and not a knockoff resin or plastic. But crystal jewelry is very popular right now, whether you are a witch or not. So it's not as noticeable that you are wearing it for witchcraft purposes, but you can find earrings that are clear quartz or an amethyst necklace, a lot of the more popular stones. Um, have been made into necklaces, rings, earrings, bracelets, all sorts of ways to wear them in jewelry form. And you can go ahead and do the same thing where you cleanse them of any interfering energy and charge it with your specific intention um, every time you go to put it on, which is then charged and re-energized every time that you wear it. Similarly, you can also sleep with crystals. So it's kind of like wearing them and using them as a charm you do during your waking hours. Uh, when you sleep, you can also use them because you are you know, lying there for eight hours. That's a lot of time for them to be able to work. We spend so much time there. So it just makes sense to use them in the same way as you do during your waking hours. You can sleep with them just next to your bedside or um, under your pillow. Some witches will place it under the bed as protection. And you can use a variety of stones for this method. So there are some that are good for peaceful sleep. There are some that are good for protection if you suffer from um, nightmares or stressful dreams, then having a protective stone would be ideal for you. And then there are also stones that amplify your psychic awareness during your dreamlike state. So if you are specifically interested in dream work or astral travel and remembering your dreams, then there are certain crystals that would be better for that. Crystals can also be used for healing. And I want to say that with a caveat that they should be used alongside traditional forms of medicine. They do, you know, work. They have um, a lot of energy that can be used to help heal minor ailments such as headaches or anxiety, but you should always be using modern medicine in conjunction with crystals, never just relying on crystals to fix all of your problems. I don't know if anybody has 
seen the show The Mentalist. I absolutely love it. But there's an entire episode based around uh, his growing up in a traveling circus. And he and his father were essentially con men. And their con was that they had this giant crystal and they would use it to heal people, but they never believed in the healing properties of it. They were just tricking other people um, into spending loads of money to get this crystal to heal them. And then they would get really sick or die of their ailments anyway, because they weren't either could not be healed or weren't um, using the traditional modern medicine alongside with the crystal. And then they would get the crystal back and keep the process going. And um, the whole premise of that episode was how terrible and conning that was, and that you always have to um, use modern medicine as well. But they do work and they can be very helpful for healing, but always, always, always with traditional modern medicine. And another way that they are used in the healing process um, is to balance chakras. We have a whole episode on chakras about the different areas on your body that can be out of alignment, um, where you can kind of feel those ailments, but then also see that reflected in your life, uh, that you're having certain issues. And that means healing that you know spot on your body. And there are different crystals that are associated with each chakra. So balancing those can be really helpful for healing those certain issues. And that essentially means placing those associated crystals on that point of the body and using those energies to help balance that area that is out of balance. You can also use crystals in elixirs, which is one of my favorite ways to use them. But again, this comes with a major caveat. So having crystals around water will add that energy into the water. So then when you drink or use the water, you take on that energy, but you have to do this safely. So there are a lot of crystal water bottles that are out now where the crystals are kept specifically in a compartment that doesn't actually touch the water directly. And this is really important because a lot of crystals, first of all, are not water safe. So they will dissolve and they will leach things into the water that are incredibly toxic to you, like lead and aluminum. So you don't want that to happen. But even if they are somewhere along the lines of the safer crystals that are you know, considered safer to drink the water of, you never really know what kind of germs and bacteria are on the crystals and then you're trying to drink that. It's just not a good idea. So if you really want to have and use crystal water that you're going to be drinking, investing in one of those crystal bottles that has the separate compartment uh, might be a really good idea for you especially one where you can take the compartment out and change out the crystals to suit what you need. I'm also comfortable just using the crystals around the water and feeling like that is enough to get the energy into the water. So for example, when I make moon water, I leave that out in the full moon. I actually just place the crystals on top of the jar that I'm collecting the water in. And then I feel like the moon hits the crystals and then goes down into the water. And that is enough for me. I don't need the crystals to actually be in the jar. And I've also had plenty of success where they are just sitting around the jar. Still gets into the water, in my opinion. And the same way with water, they can be placed in or around oils. I find this a very popular method for me, useful in my witchcraft. And in this case, I will get little tumbled chips of whatever crystals that um, I want to be using. And I do place those directly in the oils, usually in a roller ball. And I will use that oil then to anoint candles or to anoint myself if it is 
a crystal that I consider skin safe, even if I don't want to drink it. Um, there are ones, you know, that the quartz family that I would feel comfortable putting in the oils and putting it onto my skin if necessary. But there are certain ones like malachite that I just won't even, won't even do that with. <laughs> so it's all about what you, you know, feel most safe with. But even if you don't want to put it directly in the oil, again, it can be used around the oil and still get that same infusion property. Crystals can also be used to enhance meditation. Just like they can be used in decor around a room to bring you know, peace and to collect any negative energy, they can be used within a meditation space to amplify that energy as being a calming, peaceful space. And they are often used directly in meditation to hold on to in pairs. So you hold one in each hand to bring balance during the process of meditation. And for a lot of people who are very tactile, they need something to hold on to, to ground themselves to the moment that they are in. Uh, and having those heavy crystal weights in their hands um, gives them something to keep them on this plane and keep their mind focused. And again, you can use clear quartz. You can balance with a clear quartz and an obsidian, or you can use whatever crystals call to you in that moment of whatever that you are um, meditating on. The ninth way that I have on the list of ways to use crystals is to cleanse, charge, and enhance your tools, especially in divination. So we've talked before about cleansing negative or interfering energy um, from all the tools that you use within your witchcraft practice, and specifically like tarot decks and runes, other forms of divination. And we've talked about how that can be cleansed with smoke or in moonlight, many different ways. And one of those ways is crystals. So clear quartz specifically is very good at cleansing and clearing energy. So if you go to a tarot reader, you will often see their tarot deck um, sitting on their table with a crystal on top. I do this myself because that crystal on top helps to clear and charge that deck and also shield that deck from any interfering energy. So I don't have to cleanse and clear that deck every time I'm doing a new reading. And this works for other divination tools as well, the runes, pendulums. And these crystals can also amplify the energy of a space during divination. So again, if you go to a professional tarot reader, oracle cards, runes, they will often have crystals around the space to amplify whatever energy it is that they're trying to tap into. So there are certain crystals that are very good for clairvoyance, for tapping into the spiritual world uh, and tapping into the third eye. And they will use all of those crystals just around their space to amplify that energy. And the last and, of course, most popular way to use crystals is specifically to use them in spell work and ritual. There are many, many different ways to add them in. You program them the same way as you do making a charm, but instead of using it by itself, like the jewelry example, you use it within the spell or ritual in conjunction with the rest of your items. Essentially, you are taking the energy of that crystal, which matches the intention of your spell, and then add it in as an extra layer to make the spell more powerful. They can be placed around the working while it's in progress. So like the rose quartz 
example that I use for the, uh, in my beauty altar, glamour magic, it is not part of the glamour itself, but it is used around the other items. Um, it's just placed there. So the energy from that rose quartz is going into the other items and amplifying the power of that spell work, but it's not specifically the target of the spell or energy itself. You can also include them in, so a charm bag, a bowl, a jar, like I mentioned, my salt bowl that sits in there. You can make a spell jar or a sweetening jar where you put honey in and then add the crystal into the jar. Crystal Making crystal grids is a very popular method for intention setting where you gather a bunch of different crystals that all match the specific intention and put them into a grid shape. There are a lot of different methods for this that you can find online of, of different shapes that you can make for different intentions. And you are just specifically thinking of your intention and charging it every time you place a crystal within the grid. Um, and then that particular shape amplifies all of those crystals together to help amplify your intention and send that out into the universe. So the best way to use it within spell work and ritual all depends on how long you're willing to part with that crystal, which directly correlates to how many you have. So if you only have one piece of rose quartz and it's a stone that you use regularly, you probably don't want to include it in a jar spell that is sitting for a month because then you are without that crystal for a month. Um, it is the reason that I have multiple uh, citrine. I have a piece of citrine that sits on uh, my one plant, my one live plant that I have in my house. It's a snake plant called Carlisle. And I put a little citrine on him and he's doing really well. And I've had him for two years and I haven't killed him yet. And he's actually growing new leaves. So I am very happy with him. And he seems to really like that little piece of citrine sitting there and it is helping him a lot. So I don't like to move it, but that means that citrine isn't available to use in any of my other spell work that's related to growth and finances. So I needed to get an additional piece to use in other um, charms and spells that I wanted to do. So again, if you have a large collection and variety of crystals, then maybe that isn't as big of a deal to you. But if you only have a few you know, small pieces and you regularly are using them, then maybe you want to pick um, a method that doesn't take up the time of that crystal. So you would only place it next to your spell like while it's going on, and then you can add it back into the rest of your collection for the next time, rather than leaving it within the jar or within the bowl to just sit there for a month or more. So those are the top 10 ways that I wanted to go over of how to use crystals. Again, show notes are always at witchwednesdays.com and over on Patreon if you want to review the list. I would say the most popular ones for me are to use them in spell work. I like using crystals in bowls and bags, charm bags and jars. Uh, I do have a pretty wide collection of the small tumbled stones, so I can use them in this way and keep them tied up within their little jars without it being an issue. I also like doing oil elixirs, so I have the little tiny chips that are in oil bottles that I find really help with, and then using them as charms that I wear or carry with me, like the tiger's eye that's in my car. But if you have any other ways to use them that I have not mentioned here, then head over to the Discord server. It's completely free. It is linked on Instagram, Witch Wednesday's podcast. So head over there, click the link. It's free to join. Uh, and there is a very big community over there to chat and sh they will share all of the methods that they <laughs> use 
to um, incorporate their crystals into their witchcraft practice. So if you have any other additional uses or any questions for me, I will definitely be over there today to chat. And that is all I have for you this week on how to use crystals. And I will see you next week for episode 100 for Ancestor Work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Need even more witchcraft? Subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week and order Sabbath boxes and other supplies at witchwednesdays.com. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.